0: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel.
1: Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders, recognized in their fields, who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team, and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton.
2: Welcome, and a happy, wonderful, beautiful summer day today. Um, and I have with me someone that I've known for a while. I've, I've known his significant other a little bit longer, um, but I am so delighted to have him here with us. And just to give you s- some idea of what he's done is over the last 40 years, he has changed the lives of children through the sport of gymnastics. He himself is a world-class athlete and a world-class gymnast, and now he's working through his sayings and his humor and his amazing story. Gary, oh, I just told you who it was, um, is going to help everyone with life, and we'll talk about what life is. So help me welcome this phenomenal man, Gary Buckman. Gary, it's great to have you on the show. Well, hi, Linda. It's great to be here. Thanks. Oh, you're so very welcome, and it is a joy to have you here. Um, Gary, I do obviously want to start with your story. Uh, It it is an amazing story of faith and inspiration and, you know, what all you've been able to to do. So, take us sort of from the beginning through sort of where you are today and hit the high points for me.
3: Sure. um Sure. Well, you know, when I was in college, uh, when I was 20 years old, I I broke my neck and I was paralyzed and I was told that uh, that's the way I was going to be the rest of my life. And Mm -hmm. so I um, decided at that point that uh, that wasn't the plan. So um, I just used all of my um, athletic background and training and I, you know, just adopted a positive attitude right off the bat. And then I started to uh, visualize and imagine myself healthy again, which was easy because I was very healthy before I got hurt.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, then I, um, I had an amazing support group with my team members who, you know, without support, I would not never have made it through. And then I just went ahead and uh, took action. I just started trying to do things, you know, uh, to heal myself as much as possible. And uh, it took me three years, but uh, I made it back and actually competed again. And how did you do in that competition, if I might ask? Well, you know, I, I um, won three major invitationals on the West Coast that year, and then I was uh, uh, also the uh, athlete of the year at Chico State University. And um, you know, I took—I ended up
2: taking eleventh uh, place in the all-around at the uh, NC2A National Championships. Gary, I have to tell you that that is probably one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard. Uh, and, audience, you heard this man. He was paralyzed when coming in, out of college. And he was able, through all sorts of things that we're going to talk about, to turn his life around and actually to walk, to compete, to win. Uh, I mean, this, this is a life story that is beyond inspirational, Gary. I'm, I must say that. And I know you've always inspired inspired me with what you're doing and you've been the usa national team coach as well right yes yeah i was on the usa national team coach for three years and traveled all over the
3: world with the usa team and uh was fortunate enough to be able to work with a lot of the gold medalists so it was it was it was delightful it was it's amazing those elite athletes are um something else they you know they they are not boastful they're not uh uh you know all proud
2: of themselves. They just know who they are, and they just uh, are great people. That is so grand. And you used that skill also when you were uh, when you owned your own gym, and you were working with young children and bringing them up to being elite athletes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I had a,
3: a complete training program uh, that started kids age five years old, and and trained them all the way until they were like uh, 15 or 16 old enough to make the USA team mm-hmm. and I I also just used that that same concept and watered it down for all of the other levels so that everybody was getting taught the same the same ideas and the same concepts all the way through
2: and Gary tell me how how do you inspire a 15-year-old? I mean, actually, 13 to 15. Here are kids who are, who are going into their teen years, and they are totally rebellious, and they don't think anyone who's over the age of 20 is smart at all. Um, how do you inspire them to stay the course? Because it, it gets difficult at that age, um, you know, with activities at school and things going on outside of school, to really commit to that kind of a life where you're in the gym you know what twelve hours a day or or however long yeah. you can yeah they're 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 in there probably between uh
3: well they used to be in there by five or six hours a day, probably mm-hmm. five to six days a week
2: right and so so that's a lot of hours and so how do you motivate them or inspire them to do that well mainly you know i um taught them,
3: uh, you know, and I was honest with them, because, you know, kids, kids can see right through you. But I Mm -hmm. taught them, I taught them the the basics, I taught them the, the, you know, the, the proper way to to build on one step to another, so to build confidence, and that, you know, I, I always had a philosophy, you know, that the big skill, you know, the ones that you see on TV, you know, at the Olympics, the double twisting, double layouts, and all that crazy stuff, is really the simple part of the sport. The part that takes time and, and energy is all of the uh, lead-up drills and basics that allow you to do that skill. And, and uh, you know, and I was honest with you. I said, you know, you know, you can't skip steps. You have to have this awareness to be able to be confident to know what you're doing and also to be safe at the same time. Because mm-hmm. my injury, I took my injury, my wound, and said I would never let that happen to one of my athletes. So, uh, you know, I was just... Um, open and honest with them, and, and, you know, and I, you know, I asked them a lot of questions, you know, I asked for input from them, too, because I found over the years that I learned as much from them as I ever taught them.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
3: what kinds of lessons did they teach you, Gary? Well, you know, it's funny because I would give them all of these technical terms and I would simplify them for them so that they could understand them at their own level, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I would, you know, they would finally get the skill and I'd say, oh, great, you know, what did you do? And they would say something off the wall, you know, like, well, I I did this, I led with my baby fingers up the front on the set you were talking about, you know, things that I would never, ever think to say, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not technical, but, you know, they worked. I said, well, you know what? pass that on to your teammates, you know, because it's not something I would say. But after that, I actually started using it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were actually helping me coach. I always said, I would rather have 15, you know, if I had 15, you know, upper level kids working together, I said, I'd rather have 15 coaches running around the gym instead of just one of me. So everybody,
2: everybody supported everybody and everybody helped everybody. And it was, it was just amazing. So, audience, what you hear him saying is that he wasn't the only one inspiring his team and really working with them and that kind of thing. That He actually used the team to inspire each other and to talk to them in a language that they were all familiar with and they, they could grasp onto and actually be even better. So, hopefully you're out there inspiring your team to be the best they can, and to inspire each other as well. And I think that's just really key, Gary. It's not just one person. It is the team that can inspire each other and really go, 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 go. So, um, Gary, did you have one person when you were in the hospital, and I presume you went home from the hospital uh, at, at some time, did you have one person or a whole group of people, a team of people, who really inspired you to take the challenging steps that it took to start to walk again and then to be able to, again, train as an athlete? Yeah, I had a, a whole team, like
3: I said, of, of people, you know. And um, I, it was amazing because we were all, you know, 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing because those guys were in school during competition season because I got hurt during the competition season. And they somehow organized everybody you know on a daily basis somebody was always in the hospital with me wow you know to to come in and and be with me and talk with me and you know and ask if if what what they could do to help me you know and then I would just talk to them you know they would talk to me and it was the best part of it was they had never ever treated me like something had happened they just kept the same tone of voice with me they kept the same attitude with me like I was you know healthy and one of them again and you know they And they just kept me going you know and you know and i did have bad days you know obviously you're you're not going to be up all the time and when i wasn't up that support made all the difference in the world and uh yeah it was the entire whole men's gymnastics team at chico
2: state that's phenomenal and and again i love how the team supported you it wasn't just one person it wasn't just the coach it wasn't just your parents it wasn't the physical therapists. but it was the the whole team that was there to keep you up, keep that positive attitude, to work with you through um, the really tough times. you know when when the pain gets really great or you're frustrated because something didn't work that day, or you, it worked yesterday, but it didn't work today. It's like, what the heck is going on? How, you know why? Um, and it's it's at that time you want to curse the universe and and <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Yes,
3: exactly <laughs> and, and and they were just there, you know, and uh, I also had uh, a roommate um, who was in his in his upper seventies Earl, and he had a hip replacement, and this was back in nineteen seventy two so you know it had to be a big, major thing then, but um, he would uh, talk to me during the day, we didn't see each other for wow, weeks, you know, he was recovering and I was in traction. Mm -hmm. But he he talked to me every day and gave me a lot of good philosophy and tips about life from an older point of view. And uh, it was really great because, you know, I mean, I was flat on my back in traction. And, you know, all I could see was the ceiling and there wasn't even any dots in the ceiling to count. So, (laughs) it it was just a plain white (laughs) ceiling. So, this guy actually helped me quite a bit also. So, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. This
2: It just seemed like everything lined up, you know, like the universe was taking care of me. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's great. And, and to have someone in the same room who was also recovering and for the two of you to be able to feed off of each other. So, Gary, I know that just having a positive attitude and doing positive affirmations and that kind of thing isn't the only thing. That you can do to be inspired to go through that kind of um, situation. Were there other things that you you did, um, things that you read, things that you incorporated into your life that really helped you with that?
3: Well, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with you know it it that that accident woke me up. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I was a little bit full of myself, a little bit too egotistical. And it it made me understand and, and realize that there's something bigger than me out there. And uh, I started to, you know, um, change my whole philosophy of life, you know, from that accident. And it just turned my life around. And so I started uh, thinking and uh, uh, having faith, you know, that... Uh, um, I could heal myself, you know, I just, there was something inside of me that, that let me know that, you know, I'm going to be okay, it looks bad, it feels bad, (laughs) you know, it smells bad, everything about it doesn't look good, but I always had that knowing, that, that feeling inside, that, uh, that faith, that uh, I was going to heal myself, I was going to be able to, you know, recover completely and, and get back to what I love to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's a miracle, Right. Yeah, it, it was because, you know, I meant, uh, that was a hard day when the, you know, the doctors came in after about six, six weeks of being in traction and just saying, you're not responding to any of the, uh, uh you know, medications or whatever we're doing with you and all of the therapy and, you know, all of the things that we tried. So, you know, you just better accept that this is the way your life's going to be for the rest of your life. And, uh, I just kind of looked at him and said, no, that's not what I'm going to do, doc. And he said, okay, fine, but I'm, I just have to let you know. And I said, well, thanks for letting me know, but
2: uh, <laughs> that's not the, thats not what I'm going to do. <laughs> wow. Uh, what a wonderful inspiration the doctors were, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're stuck here. You're not never going to get better. And, oh, by the way, we've done everything we can. I think that's an that's interesting sort of way of dealing with your patients. It's like... Okay, we've given up on you. We have no idea where to send you. Did you leave that hospital and move somewhere else? Or did you stay with that that team?
3: No, I actually was, I stayed in there. And, you know, what uh, it was funny is uh, it was like uh, probably oh, a couple days after that, you know, that I got that information, mm-hmm. you know, one of my teammates came in, you know, and uh, to help, you know, it was his turn, he came in and, and, uh, and I said, I said, today's the day. And he goes, today's the day for What? I said, today, today's the day I'm going to, you know, move my, move my leg, you know, and he says, really? I said, yeah. I said, uh, you know, I said, pull the sheets back and uh, you let me know, I'm going to try to wiggle my toes and you let me know if, if, if they move or not. He goes, okay. So I go, here goes. And he goes, yeah, they moved. And I said, okay, I'm going to try it again just to make sure it's not a muscle twitch. And I did it again. He goes, yeah, they moved. And after that. You know, I knew that if the, you know, the nerve impulses were going all the way down to my foot, that I would get my arms back and everything else again. And within a couple of weeks, I was walking. So I actually, wow, uh, I actually got really, they said there's nothing more they could do for me. And there was a miracle that came back. And so we're just going to release you. And so
2: I actually walked out of the hospital two weeks later and went home to the team house with all the guys. Oh, Gary, that. That is amazing. Just absolutely. And, and I've wanted to hear this story because we've never not had a chance to sit down and actually talk about the the breadth of that story. Um, so you went on then to um, continue to compete. And, you know, you were the, the coach for the U.S. national team. But you also had your own studio. And what made you decide that you wanted to train others or inspi- and inspire others to do what you did? Well, mainly, you know, like, you know, my high school coach and mentor,
3: Mr. Jim Galt, he um, he had me start coaching at his, you know, he was in the school system. He was my coach in high school. And then he started a private club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started coaching for him when I was 16. And then he, you know, I went off to college. And he always said, you know, there's a place for you to come back, you know, because he saw something in me as a coach. So um, when I got out, you know, I, I decided, you know, that, uh, you know, I came home and started working for him. And then eventually, you know, he went on to the University of Arizona and became the head coach there. And I ended up taking over the club. And uh, so I um, just kind of inherited the club that he, you know, uh, uh, you know, conceived. And then I just went on to, you know, do the program that, uh, that, you know, the basic program Mm -hmm. that taught so much about awareness, you know, because, you know, the, the main thing is, you know, people were just, You know, they're doing a sport, right? (laughs) You know, that can actually kill you. You know, if if you do something wrong. So you you want to really you know do everything right. So uh, I was just moved and motivated after the accident to you know share, you know, the awareness that I learned on my comeback and you know how I trained differently afterwards. And then you know, Mm -hmm. and then I just went to I, I I went to a lot of camps and clinics and seminars to to you know train myself and I took a little bit of here and a little bit of there and a little bit of that and then I conceived my own program and then I I knew it was the truth I knew it was right and so I just wanted to share
2: it with with the with the world so audience what you hear from this gentleman is the fact that one you need to be aware uh, and I think that's so So clear. You need to be in the present. You can't be worrying about what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. But you need to be here in the present so that you're aware of what's going on in your situation. And I want you to think about this while we take a short break. How are you unconscious with what you're doing? And is there something that you're doing that is life-threatening, i.e., do you drive a car, where you're on autopilot and working only from your subconscious? We'll be right back.
0: Voice America Women's Channel a leader in the forward movement of women's success
1: Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream and create what inspires them her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources plan your path and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareTodreamwithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, dream with Linda.com.
0: A leader in the forward movement of women's success.
1: You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 613 1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at dare2dreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars.
2: Welcome back. And I'm here with my very special guest, Gary Buckman. And we've been talking a bit about how Gary got to where he is and the huge challenge that he had coming in college that really Stepped him into um, working with uh, kids and adults and how to really change your life. And the fact that he went from being totally paralyzed to walking and competing and coaching is just an inspiration in itself. And I wanted to read to you um, just some of his accolades So, he was inducted to both the Chico State University and College Park High School Athletic Halls of Fame. His speaking engagements include the USA National Elite Symposium, the South African National Symposium, the Canadian National Congress, New Zealand National Congress, and multiple USA National and Regional congresses, Congresses. This is a man who not only stepped up to I can walk, but I'm going to be the very best I possibly can. And he turned out some really spectacular um, kids in gymnastics as well. Is that true, Gary? Did you have yeah. uh, gold medalists and and that kind of thing? Well, um, we um,
3: didn't have any gold medalists from our gym particularly, but I got to work with a lot of the gold medalists on the USA team. Uh-huh. But we had, but we had, we had uh, kids on the USA team. From um, 1976 all the way until 1984, every year, and oh. sometimes multiple kids. And uh, we had national champions and uh, kids, you know, that traveled all over the world with the
2: USA team. So, yeah. So, you are a very phenomenal coach. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary, you you left... Um, the gym. You left the that part of your business a while ago. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing something very, very, very different. And are you working with your wife at this at, at, with the Life Academy? Yes, yes, I am. Okay. Yes. So, uh, audience, you may remember that we had Victoria Buckman, who is Gary's lovely wife, on several weeks ago. And... The two of them are working together, which I think is amazing. Um, my husband and I work together, but not in the same industry, which helps at least keep our marriage happy. Um, so so t- sort of t- take us on the route from I left the studio to I'm now doing this Life Academy.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I got tired of the... Um, the political scene, you know, uh, f- you know, in the gymnastics world. So I decided to retire from that. But, you know, the, the, the main thing was that I, I, um, I tried a lot of different things in life mm-hmm. and, um, none of them seemed to uh, light me up at all. And then all of a sudden my wife decided to, um, do this life Academy, um, you know, in the past years and, uh, I was supporting her. And then all of a sudden one day, you know, uh, I woke up and said, "You know, I think I should uh, partner with you and uh, work together with you about this because most of this is all about awareness, and that is exactly what my entire career was all about." Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and this and this is like the ultimate awareness compared to just the the kinesthetic and physical awareness that I, you know, and the you know and and mental awareness that I gave my kids.
2: Mm -hmm. So it's at a whole new level. Wow, uh, I do I do have to mention about politics. I think uh, all sports mm-hmm. are politically driven. Um, I remember long ago there was a, a movie about dog shows and the politics in dog shows, which I thought was it was fun. It was a funny movie, but it was it was very poignant in the fact that you know a lot of dogs never make it, not because they're not great dogs, but because of the politics. Um, and then I had a colleague who rode saddle horses. Um, when she was a kid uh, out in the um, Sonora area and she said, you put the name of your coach on a tag on the back of your saddle so that everyone could see who was coaching you and those with particular coaches always did better than those who didn't. Huh. And I, I, I think that's sad. Um, it the The advantage is not to the athlete. The advantage is to who they know. And that's not a way to be inspiring, do you think? No, it's not. And and, and the thing that, you know,
3: here's a good story I can tell you that, you know, I had a, uh, lots of girls I said on the USA team. And, and, you know, we had somebody going for the Olympic trials in 84. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was her first year elite. And she was really excelling. And she was beating most of the kids on the USA team. The problem was she didn't have any international competition under her belt. Ah. So she, we went into the competition, and the judges, you know, decided that, well, she's not good for the USA team at this point because the international judges don't know who she is. So we're going to just ding her enough to keep her out. Ooh. and so wh- and so when the when the kid came to me at the end because she she hit all of her routines, she did everything right. And when she came to me and says, "You know, gary, what what did I do wrong?" And I said, nothing, you did nothing wrong, you know, it's not, you know, and, and when I didn't have an answer for her anymore, and, and I spent, you know, 10 years training this kid, you know, she gave up her childhood for it, and I didn't have an answer for her, I said, you know what, I quit, I can't do this anymore, it's not, it's not right.
2: I can totally understand that, and hold on, just, <coughs> <coughs> okay, um, that, I mean, that's tragedy, that is a yeah. true tragedy, that someone who is of that level, and because, People quote, don't know her, unquote, on the international scene, she's not given the chance to excel in the Olympics or even on the international teams, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, she, they, they dinged her enough to let her be on the USA team
3: so she could have international travel, but not enough to be on the, you know, the, the Olympic, World, team. Yeah, Olympic team or
2: the World Championship team, right? Right. Oh, that's just really sad. Did she continue or did she say, I've, I've had enough? Oh, no, she continued. And then the nice thing about, you know,
3: training these these kids is that, you know, you're in a private club system. And then when they, you know, they go on to college, they get full ride scholarships. So all of the all of the money that their parents put into the training all those years kind of pays off because we sent kids all over the
2: nation on full ride scholarships. That is fantastic. And another way to really inspire kids to do their very, very, very best, you know a way to go to some of the best colleges in the world on scholarship. Um, and they are kids who are not only committed to their sport, but they're committed to being outstanding adults as well and learning everything they can to be the best that they can possibly be. So, Gary, you have a Life Academy, and I know it's an acronym so, what does, what do the letters stand for? Well, it,
3: it's, life stands for look inside for everything because that's where all the real answers are and that's where you need to develop your awareness on, you know, what's either holding your back or letting you move forward. You know, it, it, it allows you to realize all of your beliefs, patterns, blocks you know, and the stories that you tell yourself or have been told to you, you know, and realize, you know, that all of these experiences are either helping you or hindering you. So we're just trying to make everybody aware of all these different areas so that they can, you know, be the best they can be. Um, I used to say, you know, I, I trained to lead athletes. Now it's kind of like, I got a little saying where I'd like to train elite human
2: beings. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be an elite human being, the Life Academy might be one place that you could go to make that happen, right? Yes. Okay. So you've had 47 years. I know you were two when you started, right, Gary? <laughs> no, uh, I was actually 16, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in gymnastics. Um, and how how does this play a role in what? You do with the Life Academy. Um, I know, obviously, there's the whole thing about awareness, but how does it help you help others in life? Well, you know, I, I I think the main thing is is that you know
3: the I use a lot of the same teaching methods and techniques, you know, that I that I used in the gym. Um, I use a lot of <clears throat> quizzing and questioning, you know, kids. Mm you know, all the time, asking them, you know, in questions and then saying, you know, hey, it doesn't matter if you don't know what the answer is. Just let me know what you're feeling, you know, and they would say, I don't feel anything. I said, great. That's a great starting point. Just let me let me know when you do feel something. And then they would say, oh, I feel this. And I go, great. Let's build off of that. Then they go, oh, I feel this. And they say, oh, I feel that. And then so they then pretty soon they go, oh, I got it now. <laughs> so, you know, it was it's kind of like I use the the same you know, training methods and techniques that I use in the gym all the time. And now I just
2: transferred it over to different, you know, aspects of life and different questions. So I find that very, so you used what my husband politely calls the Socratic method of teaching. You ask questions rather than giving them the answers. And you encourage them to come up with their answers. And I love the fact that there's no right or wrong. Um, you know, if you, if you don't know the answer, just, just wait, it will come to you and you, or you will go search it out and you'll learn it. Um, also you're using, um, it sounds like the, uh, sort of a basic model of human behavior in the fact that what you think causes feelings, which ta- take you into action and then results. Is that what you're doing? Exactly. Exactly. Very well put. (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, And and I think it's interesting that, you know, you you do deal with, you know, what are you feeling right now? And I think that's really interesting that, you know, one of the, as you started to heal, one of the first things you, you did was move your toes. So you could feel, could you feel your toes moving? Uh, yes, you know,
3: I, yeah. I, I was, I, yeah, I could feel them moving, you know, and then uh, it was, you know, and, and I, but I, you know, I couldn't see them. So I, I, I didn't have any confirmation. I, I thought they were moving, you know, Yeah. but that was, and so that was great. But yeah, and, and the nice, and the other thing that I, that I really emphasize a lot in my, in my teaching is that there's no timetable to learning. You know, the the kids were always, you know, like, well, I've been doing this. Like, yeah, well, you, you're going to get it when you get it because you have to feel it before you understand it. The, the thing about, you know, the sport was, and I think same thing in life is people can understand the concepts and ideas I'm, I'm telling them, you know, mentally, you know, uh, very quickly. But if they haven't felt them, how are they going to make the adjustments? How are they going to move forward? So I would just say, yeah, I know you don't understand what you're supposed to do, but have you felt what you're supposed to do yet?
2: Did, uh, Gary, just out of curiosity, did you do visualization and that kind of thing with the kids to help them feel what was going on?
3: Yes, visualization is a very big part of of the sport of gymnastics, and I'm sure in a lot of other sports, you know, and we would always, you know, and you see the kids on TV before, you know, the Olympic Games, where they're closing their eyes, and they're moving their head around, they're going through their routine, and then they go out and do it, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, visualization is a very important tool, because, you know, the mind doesn't know the difference between, you know, whether you actually did it, or you just did it in your mind,
2: it actually happened, you know, so you can do it, and then go out and perform it. And Gary, that's so true. I mean, the, the subconscious mind or the unconscious, which rules um, our behavior for the most part, um, wants to make the outside look like the inside. So by visualizing, which is part of the inside, the unconscious kind of goes, well, the outside doesn't look like that. I have to make the outside look like that. So the routine is done just the way she visualized it or he visualized it. And I, I think that's that's the key way that, elite athletes, you know, make things happen. I, I love the fact that some athletes have these wonderful, bizarre rituals before they jump in the pool or they get, you know, on the springboard or whatever it is, and you watch them. I, I, Michael Phelps, actually, I think was filmed doing his pre-swim workout on on the side, and it you sat there and you looked at it and you went, wow what What is he doing, and what will it do for him? And of course, he, you know he was a trem- he is a tremendous athlete with lots of gold medals going on for him, right? Exactly. Yes. yeah. So yeah. I, so what what you're asking them to do is to get out of their head, to get out of those thoughts and into the feelings, because those are the two things that will really uh, when they're in sync, will really create the actions that you need to be able to see the results that you're looking for. And I do think it's interesting that most people go, oh, it didn't work. I'm going to change what, what I do, the actions. But that's all the outside. And where you need to be working is on the inside. So what you are talking about in your Life Academy is so perfect. Look inside for yes. everything. That is, I mean, that's just so, so very true. Um, So, what will people be able to do with these concepts once they've been through the Life Academy?
3: Well, you know, the nice thing
2: about it is that, you know, that they'll have tools, you know,
3: to to refer to, to be able to, you know, move forward in anything and everything that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, with, with with all these tools that we will be able to give them, you know, um, one thing will lead to another, you know, I, I always had, <clears throat> like I said, my basics program. So, you know, A to B to C to D, you know, because yeah. when I got injured, I went from A to Z because <laughs> my coach Ooh. was A. You know, because he was egotistical and knew that I physically could do what he wanted me to do, but I had no sense of what was going on. So, you know, we give, you know, a whole step-by-step process that allows you to build off of one thing to the other. And then you see the relationship between all of it. And when you see that, then you can
2: use that in every aspect of your life. I think that's so very important that there are certain steps to Gaining mastery, even mastery over yourself, and when you skip steps, you're right. That's when you get hurt, um, when you know you fall flat on your face, whatever it might be, and that you can't skip those steps, no matter how good you are. Um, and I think that's so very true, especially when you're working in inside. You can't skip those steps. Uh, I'm just curious, do you you mentioned that this was your wound um do you do do you work with people's um, crises in childhood that are basically impacting them now in their as an adult and how do you yes. do that Yeah you know basically you,
3: you, you what we work with is all of your you know beliefs and uh, patterns you know that mm-hmm. that you're running on that's actually the autopilot that you're running on right. you know because I think most people aren't aware that they're on autopilot Mm-hmm. you know, that they're, that they, you know, they, they think that uh, everything comes, like you said, from the outside, you know, and it's not, it, 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 starts from the inside and goes out. And so, you know, we we just want to make sure that, you know, we give them an awareness of, hey, what, you know, what is your language like? What do you, what are you saying? Not only to people, you know, in front of you or outside, but what are you saying inside to yourself, you know, and you know are you even aware of that chatter are you aware of your body language are you aware you know of your actions are they are they aligning with who you truly are so there's just so many different aspects to make people aware of and that's what excites me is because you know it, this is like the ultimate awareness of life you know compared to you know just sport
2: <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah I, and i think one of the s- stories that that i was told about you know this whole model is ask the question are you do you like scary movies right yeah and people go oh no 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 they're just they're just too frightening i you know I, I don't and yet you ask the question you walked in you bought a ticket you bought your coke and popcorn you sat down in the theater it's a movie it's not real life and how often are we running on feelings like that we get a thought of this is scary oh my god I need to be scared and it actually drives um, those emotions as well Um, so when we get back Gary's going to give us some tips about um, how to use what he has he also has um, some more information about how to be an inspiration in changing your life and so we'll be right back
1: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Voice
0: America Women, your passion starts here.
1: You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars.
2: Welcome back. And I'm here with, as I said, my very special guest and someone who is an inspiration to me in, in my life, and that's Gary Buckman. And we've been talking about you know, the challenges that Gary had um, as an elite athlete, as a coach, um, and now that he's working with his wife, Victoria, on this fabulous Life Academy, and I just think this is such a powerful place to be. Um, Gary, I think you'd agree that most of us wander around totally unconscious. Uh, when you think about, you know, have you ever driven past your exit because you're go- you you think you're going someplace else and you missed the exit and you didn't even notice it? Or the one that for me was really woke me up Um, I take sort of the same route to go to work on a regular basis and I, uh, this one day for whatever reason I was conscious and I looked to my left and I went, wow, when did they build that five-story building? Hmm. I had, I didn't see them tear down the old building and and then of course you ask the question, gee, what was there before? Um, And I know, I know you've done that with maybe with restaurants where you go, gee, there was another restaurant in there. What was it? What was the name of it? And that kind of thing. It. It's interesting how unconscious we really are. So, what's the overall goal um, of the Life Academy? What what's the outcome that people can expect? Well, that's the, you. Know, you kind of just stated it right there. We
3: we want to make people you know conscious of of, of um, how they're living, you know, mm-hmm. and say you know, hey, you know, uh, what what is it that you really love to do? Are you doing that? Are you doing what lights you up? Are you, you know, uh, doing things on a daily basis that you enjoy? Or are you doing stuff for everybody else? Or are you, you know, or are you not even aware of what you want? You know, I think people, a lot of people don't even have an idea of exactly, you know, what their gifts and talents are. Or what they you know what they love to do or what they're good at you know and we're just gonna you know have them sit down and 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 get in touch with all of that kind of thing so that they can live the life that they were meant to live and be on purpose and be
2: and, and be fulfilled I think that's a a very laudable um, outcome and I'd be curious as to you know what do you have in place to help people do that. Well, you know, we
3: like we are we're just now getting ready to launch and we're Mm -hmm. going to, you know, we're going to launch in September. So we're in the process. Yeah. So we're in the process of putting a lot of things together, but we do have a lot of, you know, like I said, exercises and questionnaires and and and, uh, you know, visualization techniques and, you know, a lot of different things that my wife has done a lot of work on, she knows a lot about the human mind, mm-hmm. which is her strength. So, she knows a lot about how it operates and, and and you know, the different kinds of inputs we need to have for it. And so, you know, I'm doing more of the, you know, the physical and the feeling awareness and she's doing more of the, you know, you know the mental and emotional stuff. So, uh-huh. it's it's like the combination of the two, we're using each other's strengths to be able to you know, put a program together to just develop, you know, the overall awareness that people will
2: need to live the life they dream. And Gary, I think it's so important. And I I love the fact that you're touching on all the different learning styles. So, there's, you know, the the visual, what people see, what they hear, and then also working on the kinesthetic side. Because I think so often we, uh, I mean, schools generally do not touch that. And yet, the there's something about that being able to feel it and do something with it and, and feel it in your body that really um, empowers people and also embeds it in their subconscious. Um, so I think that's, that's just awesome. Um, I know that you have a free gift for our listening audience, would you like to share that with you, with them? Sure. Yeah. You know, what,
3: like I said, we're going to do a pilot program in September, and so um, anybody that can just, you know, you know, email us, you know, with their email information, with their information, mm-hmm. and we will give them a free pass to the, you know, to the to the pilot program that launches in September.
2: And Gary, just to give them sort of an idea of they might what they might experience in this if you have you know bits and pieces that you can share yeah just a little bit you know we
3: we're going to you know like i said we'll um you know you know just give you an idea of you know what kind of a mindset do you have is it closed is it open you know and then we know give you you know some of the uh different you know tools like i said the visualization and you know um different things and then also we we'll you know we'll um be able to um, just uh, relate how all the areas tie in. One of the things is, you know, like I always said, that technique, Mm -hmm. you know, is is universal. It's for everybody. And so we have a universal program that will connect with anybody's learning style. And that's what's exciting for us because you don't have to just do it one way. You do it the way Mm -hmm. that resonates with you. And that's how it will be the most effective.
2: So, Gary, when you worked with your athletes, then you you had certain things that you had them do, but each one was a unique individual and might actually do it slightly differently. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, and
3: the, actually, they would they would end up, you know, doing the the the, the correct technique that I was teaching them, mm-hmm. but they got there on a whole different method, you know what I mean, the, 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 the cues that they use. For example, like, I would be, you know, when I was coaching, I would be, you know, talking to one of my athletes, and, you know, and I would know their body language, and I knew them because I spent so many hours with them. I would look into their eyes, and I would say, do you understand what I'm telling you? And they say, yes, and I go... Okay, really you don't because you know what I, my cues obviously aren't working. So I would say go over and talk to so and so. So they would go over and talk to another coach and they'd come back to him and say, like, "Oh, I got it." And I go, "Great. What did he say or she say, you know?" And they say this. And I go, "Great.
2: You know, it's they're saying the same thing, they said it a little differently, so it resonated with them." Yeah, and I think that's so very true that sometimes we don't hear the the people who are are giving us the direction or helping us to discover but if somebody says that in a slightly different way more in my language right. you're right I, I think it just it, it's like I got it 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 makes perfect sense to me this is what you've been trying to tell me um I I love you know I I have kids who are obviously obviously I became smart when I turned 25 <laughs> or when they turn 25. Um you're not you're not real bright as a parent between age 13 and 25. I don't know where all that that wisdom goes, but it disappears at least for a period of time. And then at, <laughs> around 25 it's like, I now understand why you did this. I understand why you said this. I understand why these were the things that you taught us. It makes perfect sense now. And I think that's true that oftentimes they either need life experiences or they need someone else to say it in their language. Um, to make it to make it mean what it could to how they how they live their lives right exactly exactly mm-hmm. yes perfect okay so let me ask you a question okay um, you obviously have had a very successful. Um, coaching staff and a, obviously a successful team of athletes. So do you have a couple tips that you could give the listeners that would inspire their teams to be at that elite level?
3: Sure, yeah. and we touched on one earlier a little bit. Um, i um I had weekly staff meetings, mm-hmm. you know, and I would always, you know i would I would present the information that I needed to present. And then I would ask for input from all of my staff members you know and and i meant i made every one of them give me input you know um you know if they felt like it (laughs) you know and i and i just said you know you know what do you you know how do you do this you know i know that we're all on the same page we know what we're trying to teach but how do you actually accomplish this and they would tell me and i go wow you know what that's a better idea than I have. So we're going to use that. So like I said, I, I learned as much or more from my staff than I ever taught them uh, and the kids also. So I, you know, I think input, you know, is a big thing and it, and it made them feel, you know, that, you know, they were part of the team and, and you know, and that their ideas were important, you know, and they were because, I mean, in, we incorporated them. If they were good, you know, or they were better than what I had to, to, to present, then I said, you know what, guys? I think we should do it this way now, and thank you very much for that because, you know, without that, we
2: would still be doing it the old way, and it wouldn't be as effective. Gary, you were in the process of giving us two key steps to inspiring your team, and you talked a bit about how you did a staff meeting every week and um, allow, uh, allowed encouraged Im- input and feedback from them. And so tell us more about that
3: yeah, because you know the thing was is like I said before, I, I learned as much or more from them. i would I would give the information and I would say, you know how do you, how did you accomplish this? how do, How do you go about you know teaching this method that I just gave you, you know, and how do you spot this skill or how do you do this? And they would you know, they would say, this is how I do it because obviously, you know, I had a lot of women on my staff too, and they, can't spot exactly like I spot or they can't, you know, do things the same way. And they would say, well, you know what? I accomplished it by doing this. And I go, wow, that's a great thing, you know. And some of the ideas that they had were better than mine. So, we just incorporated them. So, that made them feel, you know, part of the team, you know, and that, and that their ideas and input were important because they were, you know. We, we improved our inc- complete, you know, uh, system in the gym because of my staff. And their, you know, and their dedication and their inspiration and, and their, you know, creativity—the way they did things—you know—they took what I did and did it their own way. So it
0: was great.
2: Gary, just out of curiosity, would you say too that you d- you developed really deep relationships with the people on your on your team? You you knew them. You knew what their strengths were, what their weaknesses were, and and really fostered that depth of relationship. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we were we were close. We were like a family, you know,
3: and that's how we were treated, you know, and when it was it was amazing, because the, the atmosphere in that gym was was so positive, that I loved coming to work every day, but you know, no matter what was happening, you know, outside in my life in the world or whatever else, I once I got inside those four walls, it was like, heaven because everybody there loved everybody else and we all were on the same wavelength and we were all had one goal in mind and we were all there and and the nice thing about it was you know I actually interviewed all of my staff members and you know I always told people you know I can take anybody off the street and you know teach them a technique or you know teach them how to spot something but I can't teach them the care and concern, so that's what I was always looking for i I got staff members that were caring and concerned about you know
2: the kids and and what they were doing that's fantastic uh, to really. Find heart-centered, heart-based people. And one of the things that, that I've found from the leaders that I work with, too, is they would love to be inspired. You know, it's really great that they're out there inspiring their people and everything else. So, I've created a program on leadership inspiration that they get a weekly inspirational video uh, every week to help inspire them to be able to inspire their team. So, again, it would be something that they could use in a weekly staff meeting as a as a setup. To you know what does that mean to us? How do we use this? Um, how can it inspire us this week? So I think it's awesome that that was a piece of of what you did, was to make sure that you had folks who weren't just gary, so yeah. um, a- as we begin to close, what's the one thing that you wanted to share with the audience about inspiration? and what would that be?
3: Well, you know, as long as you're doing what you love and lights you up, and you believe in hold heartily, you know, um, that will be, you know, that will be the thing, you know, that will not only inspire you, but everyone around you. So I, I uh, recommend that find out what lights you up
2: and go out and share it with the world. Okay. So audience, what Gary has said is find out what lights you up and go out and do that in the world. And I think that's just fantastic. So, Gary, I'd like to thank you so very much about sharing your inspirational story, where you're going, what you're doing, and the fabulous Life Academy. Well, thank you so much, Linda. It was my pleasure, and thanks for having me. Oh, you're so very welcome. And audience, if you have any questions, you want to see how to dig deeper into the art of herding cats, or you want to know more about leadership inspirations, check out the website at www.dare.com the number two dreamwithlinda.com or just send me an email at linda at dare the number two dreamwithlinda.com. Until next time, be courageous.
0: Dare to lead. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.